Debate. My name is Lindsay and I'll be your host for this episode. This podcast was started by a group of friends who attended Howard and guess what we love to do in our spare time? Debate each other on any kind of topic that you can think of. Um, And for this particular podcast, we debate topics and you're given a side to argue and it could be a side that you don't necessarily agree with. All right, now it's time to introduce the ladies of the podcast, starting with Alana. Hey, everybody, it's Alana. Hey, guys, it's Alex. Hey, y'all, Christy here. Paige. Hey, y'all, it's Tina and Gloria here. <laughs> How you doing? It's Tiani. All right, thank you, ladies. And this episode, to all of our listeners out there, is a little different than what we normally do. We have some special guests with us because of the hot, 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 hot topic we're going to be talking about. And so we're going to start with Aaron, who's one of our special guests. Go ahead, Aaron, introduce yourself. Thank you. Uh, my name is Aaron Fry. I'm from Kansas City, currently live in Atlanta. And uh, Alex of the podcast is my cousin. Oh, I guess that's me. Um, hey, hey, I'm Bolaji. Um, I was invited by Christina. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here and share my point of view. Hey, I'm Mohammed. I am Christina's husband on the podcast and Bo is one of my best friends. All right, and we thank you for joining us today. We know that you are very busy people, but we knew that your opinion would be valued during this conversation. All right, and to all of our listeners, please make sure you go follow us on Instagram at It's a Debate Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. All right. And today we also have a hot topic that's going to be introduced to us by Paige. Okay, everybody. The interweb was shaken up this week by Monique and her comments about Black women and their bonnets basically saying that we need to have better pride in ourselves when we're out in the public, carry yourself a certain way, present yourself a certain way. So in one word, everybody give um, their opinion of Monique's comments. One word? One word. Hmm. I got Breach. Wait, what'd you say, Anderson? Breach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Preach. I'll go with antiquated. That's my word. And I I have something, but it's not one word. Mind your business. That was going to be me. I have a phrase, not my business. <laughs> and we just keep going. I'm and that's my that. business. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, As Auntie Tab says. I'm going to go with ironic because she was half dressed in public, telling us to be dressed in public. You can't show up with the robe and no bra to tell me how to dress in public. Like that's just, but my, my, too many words, too many words. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, I said valid. She, I think she had a point. Mm-hmm. Now I don't 100% agree, but I think she had a point. Gentlemen. I need a wait. I need a, Alana to expound on that one. I need more than one word from Alana. I'm just curious what your perspective is. Um, I think it's valid because I do think you should come out the house presentable, and whether that's antiquated, as Tina said, or not, 
I do think that what you are going to bed in should not be what you would wear out in public to the airport, to the grocery store, to anything outside of your house. Like put a bra on if you're going to be on camera and walking outside, unless the outfit calls for it, but a a robe does not. Okay. Um, Brush your hair and be able to take your bonnet off. Even if you're wearing a hat, like they make things, a scarf, you know what I mean? To, to tie your hair up, they make things so that you do not have to just roll out of bed, brush your teeth and keep it pushing. Like give yourself some time to get your life together. Like that's how, why I think it's valid. Like it does need to be said, but at the same time, people are going to do what they want to do. So like Auntie Tab said, it is your business, but she has a point. Yeah, I agree with you, Alana. That's why I just said mind your business, but I definitely agree. You got to be presentable um, everywhere you go. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm not, though, but hey. In my personal life, I agree with Alana. In my personal life, I agree with Alana, but I'm also team mind my business. But my business is no bonus for me, but that's my business. <laughs> hey, I, I was going to have two words. Um, do you? That's, that's what I got. <laughs> Hey, great. I think, you know, as for you and your household, you do what you feel like is right. My mama would slap the black off me if I walked out of the house like that or went to the airport. Like I used to, she used to get upset with me for like getting off the plane at home and like sweatpants and like looking like I just came off. Like we used to look going to the calf, like you're an adult now. Don't yeah. look like that. So you don't need to get dressed, but I do at least, you know, like you said, if I haven't done my hair, put a hat on, a scarf, a slap hat, cap, something. Don't wear that. That's a bonnet. Don't wear it. It looks crazy on me, but hey. But I'm still a a general pro, you know, fan of do what makes you happy. That's not my business. It ain't hurting me that you look crazy. So I guess I'm just stuck on the airport scenario. We're supposed to I think that's where people tend to bring it up. Now, don't go to brunch looking like that. I get being comfortable on the airplane, and trust me, if you have a long flight. Put your bonnet on once you get on the plane. Like, hello, I've worn my bonnet on the plane before. Now that's a real. I had my bonnet on. Okay. What you got to say, Aaron? You look like. I was gonna say. I think it depends on what time the flight is. We talking about like, so like, ten, fifteen hour flights. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. But in general, like, say it's domestic, and you only go on maybe three to four at the most. Yeah. Do it after like an eight thirty p.m., nine p.m. flight when you know you're getting in late. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? At that point, everybody's tired from the whole day. No one really cares that someone got a bond because, like, it's 9.30 at night. We ain't take off yet. Like, nobody cares. So, so don't be on a plane at a 1.30 p.m. flight. With <laughs> 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 but at 9.30 everybody wide awake, take the bonnet off. <laughs> it's a no for me. It's all um, around. Yeah. 24 hours. And, and I am not discriminating because, obviously, when you hear bonnet, you think Black people, right? Yes. But I think it's trifling when white people wear pajamas to Walmart. Even uh, though I have warded off Walmart um, because the one by me is ghetto, okay? But it's trifling <laughs> all around. I don't care what you're doing. Don't come out the house in pajamas, okay? That's why they make sweatpants. Put mm-hmm. those on, stop being lazy. Stop wearing slippers outside, all of that. They make them fashionable now, Alana. They're fashion slippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't like I, mean, <laughs> uh, I was, was going to say, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I just got me some white, like, Birkenstocks that I just wear everywhere. Like, the, they're the cheap kinds, but, like, 
Son, I'm going to have Alex post a picture of the slippers that I'm talking about because yes, there are some that you can wear out because that is now the dress. But don't wear like your Dr. Comforts. I'm a, I I'm forgot what them Alex pop some are. pictures up on, on the YouTube so y'all can see. It's like when the pandemic hit, leisure became the thing like to be comfortable. So like a lot of stores started selling all of the like loungewear, right. slippers. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I but, feel like we're talking about the Mickey Mouse um, <laughs> fleece pajama pants that people be having on. Y'all know yeah. what I'm talking okay, about. Okay. So I, I feel like the pants. But I, I feel like the bonnet was an easy thing to point at. <laughs> and like Alana said, you see bonnet and you automatically associate Black women and we tend to be an easy target. But I think it is a general conversation of how you present yourself when you go outside. Right. This girl I follow, she made a comment of like, just look like you washed your ass this morning. Like sometimes people come outside and like literally, you literally rolled out the bed and went to Target. Like look like you brushed your teeth and washed your face this morning. And bare minimum pants. Yeah. I, I think it's a matter of like, pers- my words were perspective. Then the closest one to that I thought was opinion. Like it's a, it's a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. Cause um, I, I've seen like something similar. You know how like the, the Rastas, they have like a lot of dreads or, or locks. Mm-hmm. I guess that's mm-hmm. the time. They'll put it in that little like, I don't know what the hat's called, but it's the like a, a knit hat. Mm-hmm. To me, yes. that's the same, the same aesthetic of a bonnet, but it's yeah. it's appropriate because it's Rasta's wearing it, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like black women get a lot of like, you know, flack for wearing bonnets. But I think it it gives like a, a it's like a, it gives like a certain persona or a characteristic, you know? I think it's like quintessential for black women to wear bonnets. Like I personally am attracted to it. I like it. I don't care if they wear it in the supermarket at, at nighttime or wherever. And I feel like if someone like Rihanna or, or Beyonce, someone with high stature, was to wear a bonnet, that'd be the new craze. Everybody would want bonnets and it wouldn't be a stigma anymore of, of people saying like, well, I feel like this tacky or, or what have you. I think it's mm-hmm. just everyday girls are wearing them. Mm-hmm. And then people are just pointing the finger at everyday girls. But I'm telling you, even let Oprah come out in a bonnet. You're going to see all the soccer moms and everyone that watch Oprah. Yes, but what you're talking about that happened with guys and and the durag right yeah like mm-hmm. now they're selling high class durags velvet ones and... yeah velvet durags they it's got a whole durag store durag. in la yeah, yeah I saw durags, that. Durags, durags that you can wear with your tux you feel me yeah. so i can see the same thing happening for bonnets yeah. i agree it just yeah. who wears the bonnet that's yeah yeah that's real that's that's a good point. That's a good point. It's it's cool until it's not cool until someone else does it. Mm-hmm. Paige, I think Paige has something to say. <laughs> um, so I don't like how they tried to make it a race thing because I feel like white people, I mean, we already kind of beat this over, but I feel like white people do the same thing already with the pajamas, but I don't know how many people have come to school with their hair dripping down their back. Like they just walked out the shower. And to me, that is the exact same because thing. Because they did just walk out the shower. That's the exact same as, thing as a bonnet to me. Yeah. So it's it's everybody. Yeah. Please tighten up. Yeah. Tighten I think up. we better we better we better harp on it and own that before Kim K and Kylie get a hold of it and call it something else and repackage it and say they invented it. The helmet of Christ. Yeah, right. <laughs> they gonna call it something, and then we're gonna wish we would have held on to our bonnet because they gonna gentrify yeah. bonnets. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> literally, I'm waiting Lots for it to happen. Mm-hmm. 
I think my problem is when people connect with you where to how much to respect you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think somebody nailed it on the head when, cause they, they fried her on Twitter. It was magnificent, <laughs> but somebody nailed it. It was like, well, what could you have worn to Netflix for them to pay you the right amount of money? Because at the end of the day, right? It's, it's about you as a person. I can see a, like, if you've seen millionaires and billionaires get on planes, it is sweats. It is the wet dripping hair. They dress how they want to dress because they can. Yeah. All right. You are talking about poor people, point blank and period. You're assuming they a, didn't wash their behinds or whatever. <laughs> but like, it's it's a respect thing. Like, you can't judge people off their appearances. Are these- you don't know where they're going. And some of them women pay a lot of money. So they are going to protect their hair to the moment they need to take that picture. Mm. Are these millionaires and billionaires white, though? Because I honestly feel like Black people get treated how they look. And oh, so, so I feel like it's not, it's not equivalent. No. There, I think is, poor white people get treated that way, too. Yeah, but there, there's like a big difference. Well, I guess what I've, what I've noticed when you just said something about like billionaires or like people with a lot of money just looking super regular, mm-hmm. there is this... Um, there's this brand. I, I used to uh, work in a t-shirt, a printing shop, pre- printing t-shirts. And there was this brand because it comes when people come, they just pick like, oh, I want this. I want that. I want you to print this on that. There's this specific brand. I forgot the name of it. Everything in that brand looks washed out. The, the look mm-hmm. is that it looks like it's faded, that you've washed it. You had it for years. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They were the most expensive out of the entire catalog. Kanye's and I tell line. you, I've seen so many just white folks wearing a washed out shirt. And I know that that shirt costs at least $30 just to order without even putting the design on it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's a weird aesthetic of like old money. When you have old money, like you don't need it, it it can look faded it can look all extra like i've seen so many white guys wear these faded shirts and like extra big faded shorts they ain't nobody sitting down about to them you know what i'm saying but I, I guess for us you know there's there's something there so i i i see exactly what you mean about the the colorism being a part of it you know but remember when remember when like faded jeans or ripped jeans first came out i know every single one of y'all's parents were like why would you pay money yeah. for someone to tear your jeans up you know what i mean like why would you pay more money do for for ripped jeans or cut faded holes jeans, in your pants like that's to cut holes in your pants like that's kind of like us looking at them like that you know what i mean like we wanted that that was the look at the time you know what i mean or still is but you know you your parents looking at you crazy because you would pay money to do that. But then at the same time, we're looking at them crazy. Like, why would you pay $50 for a faded t-shirt? You know what I mean? That looked like it's been washed a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Get some more light. Like, come on. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you for that hot topic, Miss Paige. Um, that was a good conversation. And so now we're going to move on to our debate portion of our podcast. the topic today or the question of the day can men and women have platonic relationships and when we say platonic let me go ahead and give you what webster defines platonic 
means a relationship marked by the absence of romance or sex. So no sex. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> she no emphasized sex. no sex. No sex. <laughs> no sex. And don't be buying her flowers and stuff. Okay, I know. <laughs> okay, let me see. So before we get, let our um our two debaters go, because we have Tiani arguing the affirmative. Yes, you can be platonic with the opposite sex. And then we have Christy arguing the opposing side. No, you cannot be friends. We would like for everybody who's on with us today to tell us your name again and tell us your relationship status. Single, in a relationship, married. Okay. Um, Lindsay, and I'm single. Alana, I'm married. I'm Alex, I'm single. Christy, I'm married. Paige, I'm in a relationship. Ten, I'm married. Tiani, I'm single. Aaron, I'm single, single. <laughs> Bolachi, and I'm single. Uh, Muhammad, I'm married to Christina. <laughs> you better let him know. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> All right. So we, and we just did that so that you can kind of see our different views on the topic once we get to the end of the episode. So first up, we're going to have Tiani arguing the affirmative. Yes, you can have a platonic relationship. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Lindsay, for that amazing definition of platonic because people think that it is so many other things. So thank you for clearing that up. Uh, here I am today presenting the case to you that men and women can have platonic relationships. Uh, first, we're going to start as children, right? And I know we're not talking about children. We're talking about when you could do it and when you decided that it wasn't you know, as easy. So when you were young, everybody played with everybody. Children do not discriminate. They do not care, all right? Uh, my mom has a famous story about me playing with a little girl who didn't speak English. She only spoke Chinese at a McDonald's. And she was very confused as to how I was playing with this child because children don't care. Um, so let's say elementary school, you don't care. Middle school, you start to think about it less like, ooh, look at that. Mm, and they make all of those little comments, but it's still less of an issue. Oh, but when them hormones kick in in high school, that's that's when things get fishy. And the, the waters are real murky by uh, college. It's, that's that's a rough years. But after that age, and let's say that age, let's say you graduated college 21, 22, you should have matured them by enough to understand when to draw lines and how to draw lines. And for anybody that says they don't have friends of the other sex, they're lying because everybody has been friend zoned by somebody. You also have friend zoned somebody. If your friend zone is empty, you're lying. You are lying to me, you are lying to you, and you are lying to yourself. When men and women have relationships, it's not always a, oh, if we got stupid drunk, then maybe I would, all right? Sometimes the respect is there and the boundaries are there. And you just know that that relationship does not ever even need to be that way. Um, I personally have a, a whole bunch of male friends, all right? And it's platonic more or less because I enjoy sitting in the room and hearing the unreasonably crazy side of just men sitting in the locker room and talking. Right. Like if you haven't tried it, you should try. It's really crazy, really weird. But I, I, I would like to stand on the friend zone. And at one point in time, you didn't care who you was friends with. Christy. <laughs> OK, thank you. All right, Tiani. Thank you, Tiani. <laughs> now we have Christy 
with the opposing, no, you cannot be in a platonic relationship. Exactly. So Tiani's, you know, starting from kid, 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 play, you know, situations. I'm going to go on up to maturity. And let's be honest, some of this starts in middle school. Okay. Um, so we're going to start from about that level. And let's take it back to the 90s, right? That's when we were 90, late 90s. We were still in middle school right, moving into high school later, early 2000s. What was prevalent around those times? A lot of those goofy rom-com movies, right? What's the main trope in all these rom-com movies? Two people who have the least amount of interest in each other in the beginning, Mm -hmm. they grow this attraction for each other, and then end up in a sexual or romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. i.e. not platonic, right? So if all of this is showing up in movies, wouldn't you think that is based off real life? A lot of times writers write based off of their own experiences. So why are there so many of these movies? Because this stuff happens all the time, right? Guy, girl, or whomever you're attracted to, um, sex-wise or gender-wise, right? You start off as friends. You start saying like, oh, we have similar hobbies or they this person's done something I've always wanted to do. Let me go see if they'll take me here. Oh, we like some of the same foods. We like, you know, going out to eat together, um, taking trips together. All of these just fuel the fire for a more romantic or sexual relationship. So of course it's inevitable. You find all these things that you start to like about a person, you're attracted to at least that uh gender orientation, right? And then what happens, lo and behold, that sparks the fuels and you start looking at this person like, you know, it could be a potential match. So therefore, we're going with these uh, movie turned reality, right, situation. (laughs) It's prevalent in all the movies. Friends turn into lovers. This is stuff that happens real day, every life. Okay, so now we've heard both sides of the argument. Tiani, what you got to say about what Krista just said, girl? <laughs> <laughs> so I also watched a lot of movies about CIA agents and drug dealers. And I don't do none of that either. Like, let me tell you something, okay? Like that's, listen, there mm-hmm. are specifically once you get married, like once you get married, you still have friends and you do not want that friend like that anymore. You have already committed your life you know, the rest of your existence for 11, how long you feel like being put up with that person, you know, whatever y'all call it, you are committed. That doesn't stop the friendship, okay? Like, that's not how this works. And again, we saw a lot of movies, okay? A lot of movies. I saw a lot of princess movies. I don't want to be a princess, okay? I don't want to be like Cinderella sitting up in a dusty cellar waiting on somebody to come to set me free, all right? I I don't want that, okay? What I'm saying is, the friend zone is real and it's purposeful. You need uh, cross-gender or, you know, uh, platonic relationships, whether it be for ed- educational purposes or sometimes just event. You know what I'm saying? It's, I use it for educational purposes, but you might use it just event. You really might just be regular friends. I do genuinely believe that uh, platonic relationships can exist, but you have to have the respect and you have to have the balance. Mm-hmm. And boundaries can change, though, can they not? 
So you may start off as friends, you know, we're just in this, we're just homies, we're kicking it. We like the same things. We enjoy each other's company. But haven't we spoke about in previous episodes, like what makes that well-rounded, real well-rounded partner that we want to spend the rest of our days with? Mm-hmm. So we've already got like the, the, you know, you like this person for their personality, some of their traits, some of their hobbies, their career or their drive. I mean, it's inevitable. You like those things. It's just going to grow into attraction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you change those boundaries as things go. So maybe you start spending more and more time together. You start realizing, you know, I like this person more than just a friend. And then discuss those boundary changes and voila. I mean, look at uh, look at some of the people that are married in this podcast. We're prime example, right? <laughs> Friendships turned uh, turned relationships. Because a man been giggling for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go call him out, but <laughs> okay. Because because obviously yeah. we're an example of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, being point. cheated. I am being cheated. <laughs> no, no, we're still only going to be listening to what you all were just arguing. Only those two voices. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies. Anything else y'all want to say to each other? Anything else, Tiani? Mm, no. Okay. Oh, okay. Everybody's a winner here, guys. Remember that. Okay, so now we're going to go to the portion where we vote on the best argument. So try to get your feelings up out of it. Who brought the facts? Who were you able to relate to um, in, in their argument? Like who made a connection or whatever? So we'll start our voting with the llama. Okay. So I'm just being clear. I'm only voting and then we'll talk about it later. Yes. Okay. You know, we switched up the structure, so yes. I just wanted to make sure. All right, so I am giving my vote to Tiani. <laughs> okay. All right, well, next go to Alex. Um, so you both made very good points. Um, I am giving my vote to Tiani as well um, because I think you Don't made- explain. Yeah, don't explain. <clears throat> just about yep. Tiani. <laughs> oh, not Christina. She was one of our viewers. Okay. Tina, how are you feeling? I am also going to vote for Tiani because of Cinderella and the Dusty Settler. That's what made it for me. That's okay. Um, okay. So, without giving an explanation, my vote is also going to go to Tiani. Hey. Okay, well, we got three more guests uh, on the show today. So, Aaron, how you feeling, gentlemen? I'm going to have to vote Tiani. Dang. Okay, Balaji. Uh, I want to be like Switzerland and, and be neutral. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-uh. That's not what you signed up for, Ohaji. Can I, can I, can I opt out? That's not what you signed up for, Ohaji. Come on. Uh. It's okay. My feelings won't be hurt. Or maybe uh, they will be. You know, I how you know I ain't riding with you, Christine? <laughs> but now nah, I saw where that that sway was going. It's Tiani though, like yeah. It wasn't. And I just missed, they wouldn't let us explain. Six votes. I know your man yeah, got your name, Christy. Come on, Muhammad. Who you vote for? 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm voting for Christina. I, I'm <laughs> just, I'm <laughs> I was about saying. to say, I mean, come on now. Yes, definitely. You don't oh, have to okay. pity vote me. It's okay. Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know if my vote counts, but it's if not I a was, pity vote. What'd you say? It's, it's not a pity vote. vote. Oh, because she was like, "You don't have to pity vote me." I'm like, "I'm not pity voting." No, if I if my vote counted, which it really doesn't, I would have voted for Christina as well. Um, but we have our winner for this particular topic. I know it was the Cinderella. I knew it was the Cinderella quote. I pulled that when you heard me had it locked and loaded. I it was the, the Cheetah Girl song lyric for me. <laughs> Cheetah Okay, and so that completes our debate portion. We voted and Tiani was the winner. You can have a platonic relationship with people of the opposite sex. But now we're going to our conversation piece of the podcast and we would love to hear from the men before we hear from our regular uh, ladies who are always on the podcast. Men, go ahead and jump in and tell us how you feel about this conversation or this topic. I completely agree uh, that uh, we can't have platonic relationships because See, even though Christina had a point about essentially boundaries and, and feelings can change, mm -hmm. but without any actual action of those thoughts, you could be in the friend zone platonic for years. We all know people who've been stuck in that friend zone, low-key praying that one day they find a right opportunity to be with the person or try to shoot that shot. But yet they're like, I don't want to fuck up this friendship. So at that point, I'm just going to stay in this lane. And sometimes when too much time goes by, you're like, I really don't want to jeopardize the friendship. And that's from male and females as well so that's why i really believe it can have platonic um even if it's not even platonic thoughts going through their heads okay um if i could jump in um i'd say i also agree that um men and women can have platonic relationships um i guess um what i, what I imagine you all missed when it froze um i said it's it's possible for um, men and women to have platonic relationships and i said i'm going to speak from a personal experience. When I was in college, there was this girl that, you know, she was single, I was single. We liked each other. But for some reason, like, I don't know, I think I was on some like player stuff or something. And she she was just, you know, end up getting in a relationship with, with a dude I actually knew. And um, once she broke up, you know, and I was single, she was single. We was just kind of flirting around, like hanging out in the dorm. But um, it just never really like went like where I wanted to go, you know? So I was kind of like, you know, salty. So I was just trying to be like, cool, like, nah, whatever, you know? And she was like, what, we're friends. And I just, my pride couldn't accept that. Cause you know, when you, with the homies, you want to, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my girl, you know, I'm chilling with her or whatever, but you don't want to ever just say, no, nah, that's just my friend. Like I didn't have that maturity at the time. So um, at myself, well, what if we are just friends, you know, like, and, and I, and I'm fine with that. So it was rough at first, you know, but I finally accepted it. And I'm like, she's actually a cool, cool girl. So like she called me and she'd tell me about her boy problems, which I am not really a fan of. Like, I don't want to hear about no other dude, but I was at that point, I just was like, well, we actually are friends. So let me hear has to say she wants my advice. I'll give it. So uh, once I found myself in that position that I actually could stomach talking to her about other dudes and stuff, and then like just being her friend, she want to hang out, we hang out. No, no, no funny business, just hanging out. So, um, yeah, with that being said, um, I, I feel like it definitely is possible. It's just all a matter of, um, do you really want the friendship? 
you know, no ulterior motive. Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to put your pride aside and um, and not try to like, you know, be like a macho man. So, yeah, that's that's my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say uh, what Bo just said about do you really want the friendship? That's really all it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the time, uh, at least my experience as a guy, I've noticed that it takes us a lot longer to get to that level of maturity than it takes women. It's like for us, we we still, at some some reason, want to be this thing that we have in our back of our heads as like that guy, you know? And that image that you want of being like Bill Bellamy on how to be a player, right? <laughs> it's it's not real. <laughs> It's, it's not real, but you kind of want that. You kind of had that in the back of your head. And for some reason or another, that that you can never, like you were saying, you have a hard time accepting, hey, maybe I'm just friends with this girl, right? Maybe this is not a, a sexual relationship. And because of that, a lot of guys, at least coming from the guy side, I see that a lot of guys are always like, they're always an opportunity, right? They always think, in the back of their head, oh, there's always an opportunity. She's gonna break up with this dude. And then and it's like, dude, really? Is this what your life is about? Chill, relax, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have to try to hit every time. But unfortunately, for guys, it's it's something that I guess we grow up telling each other that's what we're supposed to do. And then when we get to a certain level of maturity, it's hard to like unlearn that. Mm-hmm. which makes it very hard for a lot of guys to have a plant platonic relationship mm-hmm. with a girl that they, they think is cool. Especially if you think the girl is cool because then you like, like her as a person. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta be like, wait, I like her as a person. So I should want to have sex with her. It's like, nah, no, that's not how it works. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to have sex with her if you like her as a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But all that comes with maturity, because if you reeling it back to middle school, high school, college days, you know what I mean? Like, that's not the thought process you have. Then. You know what I mean? At all. You like, I like this person. That means that equates to, you know what I mean? Hooking up with them, having sex with them, what have you. So it it when you finally do reach that point, then I think the conversation shifts and you have a different perspective. But if you think back you know what I mean? On those years, it's a completely different, it's a completely different conversation. That's all. I agree. I, I agree. I agree with you, Alana, but this is my thing. Listening to these guys, and I appreciate the honesty, and I'm so glad we had you guys on this episode. But although I personally believe you can have platonic relationships because I have plenty, the the your the guy's answers is exactly why this is debatable. Because what I heard was you can get there to being platonic. All three of you guys said you can get there. So speaking from a married person's perspective, like John has girlfriends who I've known for years, but if he all of a sudden have a new friend, I would want to know in what capacity are you making new friends? Because (laughs) if you made a new friend because you interacted with them at work, that is a reason to connect. If you were networking on something technical, that is a reason to connect. If you met this person at a happy hour and she just happened to be at the bar, 
Sir, that is not a reason to connect, right? <laughs> right? So it's just like, it, and again, it's like, you would have only struck up a conversation with, like, why would you strike up a conversation with a stranger? And the fact that men have to grow to that point and that that initial um, kind of response is like, could it be, right? And then the second response is, it can grow there, I think is like, yes, you can't have platonic relationships, but this is exactly why it's controversial because according to our men survey says it's I wouldn't say secondary but like you're getting to that place not starting I didn't hear any of you guys say that you're starting at that place so John will not be having any friends (laughs) I want to be honest I gave my response based off uh general men but if it was about me specifically uh I've been fortunate to always kind of have a self-awareness of always figuring like if she says no and I'm friend zoned, there's always somebody else. So it's never been like a constant chase or the typical conditioning that we have as men to go after and keep trying and keep trying, keep trying. I just came from the space of like, well, it's not her, it's another. So you can be in the friend zone quickly. And then sometimes you get out the friend zone even on accident years later, um, which has happened. I've also been single for a decade and lived in seven states. So I've been in a lot of locations. But, but if you're if you're laying in wait and the sorry, go ahead, Paige. It's when, not the motivation though to be a friend. When you, you just happen to connect to your point, you connect on something to make you be friends still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so that was gonna be my point. Once you're friend zoned by this woman, you're saying there's somebody else, are you still willing to be friends with this other person or Oh yeah, if she's a genuine quality person and not like, you know, out here bringing drama or you see someone who's you know manipulating stuff to always have drama in their life kind of person that's a genuine good person and y'all connect on clearly more than just your attraction to each other, then you can genuinely build a friendship. But sometimes it's years down the road and all of a sudden post her third or fourth breakup over the last five, six years. Coincidentally, it's like, hey, like I'm gonna come visit and hang out. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know you looked at me like that still after all this time. Because sometimes people change personality, their realities change. So, but it's never a motivating factor to stay friends with hopes to smash eight to 10 years later. Nah, that's, that's, that's stupid. That's genuinely stupid, but. So, okay. So my perspective is that I do believe men and women can be platonic friends, but what I've experienced is that one is a choice um, specifically on both sides, but men as well, because I've also had friends to where we were really cool. We're really great friends. And I didn't know you thought of me differently. And so it gets to one of those points where you attempt to cross the line I either respond or I don't, and then it muddles the friendship. And so now it's a case of, can we go back to being just friends? And so I think where it becomes a debatable thing is that, so we are good friends, we're platonic friends, but I've been told by other men that no man just wants to be your friend in the back of their mind, they all want to hit. And so that's what I've been told by other men, not necessarily men who are my friends, but that's what I've been told from other men about men who are my friends. And I have quite a few male friends who I've hung out with, stayed at their house. Like it's never been a question of there's an attraction. Like we're genuinely just friends, but I've also had male friends where something happened. We got a little too close to the line. It worked or it didn't work. And now we not friends, you know, because we have crossed the line. So one, I say it's hard to go back to being friends once you've crossed the line. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but also I think it becomes an issue when, especially when you're in a relationship and with a guy and you talk about you having male friends where you have guys who feel like, well, he just waiting for an opportunity to try to smash. 
that's what I've been told by other men who feel like men and women can't be together. So I just want to put that out there. Well, right before Alex was going to start, I was going to ask like the three guys on the call, like, okay. And we're speaking generally. So even if you're not speaking from your perspective, well, I'm hoping you're speaking from your perspective, but you know, I can understand being married, Muhammad, that you may <laughs> not want to, you know. but um, I just wonder because of that statement that Alex made, you know what I mean? Of dudes being like, you know what I mean? Like in the back of their mind, they always try to smash. How, do you have platonic relationships with females that if the opportunity arose mm. and she came on to you or she was like, you know, I see you differently or I've always seen you differently or whatever that conversation may be. And now she's in your apartment and y'all about to go at it. Would you be like, I don't want to mess up this relationship. We're friends. Mm. We're friends. Like, what do you see? And, and it could be some that you would say that to, but there could be others that you wouldn't. So do you think that you can generally genuinely say that to your platonic female friends? If every single one of them came at you like that, you would be like, <laughs> no guys, we're friends. I think that's a loaded question. And um, I say so because um, there are some situations that, you know, sometimes you'll meet a girl in like a, a group study or something who you're not attracted to her. She's not attracted to you. And y'all are just friends by opportunity because y'all study together or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. Or you can meet a girl who sexually isn't interested in your gender. You know what I'm saying? Like she probably likes other women or, or what have you, you know? So you, it's not even possible for y'all to have a relationship. But I guess speaking for your specific um, um, scenario, somebody that, um, you know, y'all are just platonic friends, but the opportunity comes up, I'd say, yeah, in my, in my case, because if, if I'm attracted to you and an opportunity, you know, arises, I'm not going to, you know, play the fake coy and be like, oh, we shouldn't. Oh, I had too much to drink. You know, I'm going to be like, yeah, what's up? I like you and you like me, obviously. So, you know, Let's make it let's, do what it let's, do. let's make it happen. Right. Yeah, let's happen. I, I guess I'm just sticking it on another level because it when I hear platonic relationship, I'm assuming. <clears throat> sorry. Like I'm thinking from my perspective, if I'm in a relationship, mm -hmm. can my significant other have a platonic relationship? Which is why I think the boundaries piece is so key. Because I was talking to somebody yesterday and she was flat out like, no. She said the, she wasn't more so worried about her husband. She was worried about the female friend who clearly couldn't get the point that he's moved on to his, in his life mm -hmm. and things are changing. She was like, she said he was calling him late at night. She was asking mm -hmm. him random stuff, texting. I'm going to have to whoop her ass. And it was just like she, <laughs> had to, she said she had to go to her husband and be like, yo, you're going to have to tell her like, y'all can be friends, but you're going to have to respect the relationship that we have. And I think that's the critical part, especially like what Tina said, if you had female friends as like the male before we got together. So I have male friends that I'm really close with who are married now, but we was friends before they got married. So their wives know who I am. Even if me and the wife are not necessarily friends, they knew I was a friend beforehand. So mm -hmm. I respected your relationship. Then I respect your relationship now, mm -hmm. you know, he, so you're not, she's not concerned about him being around me, but I'm also, like you said, not calling his phone at right. 11 o'clock at night 
you know, mm-hmm. doing sketchy shit, that's when it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. That, so it's still a respect level. That is that, disrespectful. That's disrespectful. And that's that's what any friendship, like you need to respect something. So if I got married men friends, I need to respect the fact that you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I went with no shit calling my nigga that late at night. Mm-hmm. But, that's but two on the things man. on that. So two things, so two things on that is all my guy friends know John well, mm-hmm. and we hang out, or I know their girlfriends, I know their wives. And if that guy is important to me to keep in my life and they're married, then it's important to me to get to know their wife. Number one, just because I care about that person, but number two, just because again, it's just a boundaries thing, like. I do think it's weird if this person is your such good friend and you've been friends with them for 10 years and you never made an effort to meet their wife, to, to get to know their wife or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing. But again, in the words of Lindsay, if you're feeling froggy, jump for the answer <laughs> to this question. The thing is, if you were initially attracted and you decided that you'd rather have a friendship, you know, would you let your partner maintain that relationship? So, you know, a guy, if your girl friend zoned somebody who wanted them and then decided to be friends, but laying in wait as kind of was the undertone here, would you let your girl keep that friendship because it's plutonic now, knowing that they would once were attracted? I'm going to kick it off to the guys, but it girls answer too. I'm, I'm curious what y'all think. I just have, a, have to clarify this first. Like, is am I going into this relationship? Like, oh, you see that guy over there? He totally <laughs> like five years ago. Like, <laughs> I no, think but I think you are still going to have those feelings. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care what nobody's saying. If you were attracted to somebody before and you, like, it's still going to be waiting around somewhere on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think guys can tell, like when you have, because I've been, when you have a guy friend and he's a guy, your guy, your boyfriend can tell, like he's not just looking at you like that's just a homie. Like he can yeah. tell he kind of is attracted to you, even if you're not reciprocating it. That's what I assume from the question. The question. And but then, Aaron, maybe ask the question again. Oh, do you know the question? So, so this is the scenario to clarify for Paige, because that was a good question, Paige. Paige, you have a boyfriend. This is a hypothetical scenario. You have a boyfriend. He has a girlfriend. You know that they're friends. And then he was like, yeah, you know, like I met her in college. You know, I was trying to holler, but it didn't work. And good thing it didn't work because it's blossomed into a beautiful friendship. <laughs> right? No, that's real. That's real. And then, and, then what, and, then what, and then what happens after that? You know, so this could be guys or girls, but that's the scenario. I got a oh, comment, but I'm gonna let the guys go first. I, I always say if, if that happened with my girl, if I trust her and I know that she offered me and clearly they got a friendship with enough self-awareness to not, not cross a certain, try to shoot a shot when you know it's not appropriate, mm-hmm. then it is what it is. Uh, I, if I have no evidence or facts to go off of instead of just a gut feeling, like, oh, I think he's really trying to wait around. If I got no evidence, I'm creating a scenario in my head that doesn't exist. But even if he did try to shoot a shot, and I'm with her, I should already trust her enough that she would just cut that shit off immediately. Be like, sorry, deuces, blocked on Instagram, blocked on number, blocked email, blocked on LinkedIn, you name it. Or if he happens to steal my girl, then she was never my girl. Like that at the end of the day, like I'm not about to overcompete. Like if we made a decision to be together, then we're together. But if someone can come in and take her from me, 
then she never really was all the way there for me. Mm-hmm. And that's something you guys, that's, that's a self-awareness reality you have to accept. Mm-hmm. Instead of some guys go psycho and they go crazy, like, oh, I got to get her back. And it's like, bro, like she didn't want to be with you. Like, relax. There's always going to be another at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that's my point, my point on that, on that topic. That's real. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Biggest of big facts, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the realest. If she wants yeah. to be with you, she'll be with you. She doesn't. So, you can't do nothing mm-hmm. about it. She's going to leave. Yeah. That yeah. blocking the email thing, that's a lot of Emma. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, because I know how to block you on everywhere. everywhere I am the block queen. I ain't never blocked but... nobody on email, yo. Young I block I <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> block people on email. So my my thing is that trust, right, is a major factor in this dis- this decision making that Tana brought up, right? But at the same time. There is a vibe that you get. So regardless of, okay, say it's college days. And I'm speaking from my experience only. I can't speak for everybody else. But y'all were friends, could be slightly more than friends back in college, right? Mm -hmm. Then y'all both came to that realization like, bro, we're just better off as friends. You've mutually decided that. And now years have gone by where y'all have never revisited that time period again. And y'all are just always hitting each other up, talking like as friends, right? So it may not have started off platonic, but now it is. And over the years, it's stayed platonic. You both have gone on, gotten into relationships, gotten married, what have you. Now, when I found out about this friend, because like I said, I'm speaking from experience Uh I was like you know I appreciate you coming to me and me and Van's relationship we are open and honest with each other and like we talk about things that like I know sometimes on our podcast we're like why would you even bring that up like as a conversation but with me and Van's relationship we bring up shit like that just because it's like I want you to know just so that nobody is ever looking at you crazy you know what I mean because you might not know so we always talk about shit like that so anyway He had a friend like that. And so I met her and her at the time boyfriend. And so I was like, I'm willing to meet her because I, your spirit, your energy, your vibe, whatever you want to name it as, like, I'm going to pick up on it. Mm -hmm. So we all went to dinner and because I didn't get that vibe from her, I was like, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to sit there and ask you to distance yourself or cut this person off. But I think that had I got any inkling, any little type of feeling like she might still want you, I'm sorry, like you, you, you need to separate yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be an everyday conversation like y'all been having because obviously she still wants you. So any opportunity, and I think it's the other way around with females and dudes, like any opportunity they have, it would come onto you and put you in a compromising position. And so I don't think that's a friend to me like a friend would respect your relationship and back off and if I think that your friend of the opposite sex would come at you in a way where you might jeopardize or compromise your character or your relationship then you don't need to be friends with that person and I'm not here to tell you who you can and can't be friends with but if you love me and respect me you would step away from that person so now I agree because um I feel like the in from observation and experience when you're in a relationship 
that's when people want you more. It's like you'll be single. Hi, I'm single. All and the like, people who right. with you do not care about you. They don't want you nothing. But as soon as you get locked locked in with someone, everybody's oh hey, you look good today, and everybody wants to flirt. And I just feel like um, every time I've been in a relationship, I've been lucky enough to have girls that are kind of reclusive. You know, they and the reason I was attracted to them when I first pursued them because they didn't want me. You know, and I'm just kind of like they don't want me. I like that. You know, so these girls that I, I've been fortunate to to date, like they usually treat other dudes like that, especially when, you know, when we're in a relationship. So they're not looking at so-and-so, like people trying, people more stature, I guess, basketball player, like, you know, this is back in college, like we'll try to holler. And she's like, you know, I date Bo, like it's not going to happen. So I feel like even if, um, if, if someone you're dating has like, you know, people like suitors pursuing them and all that, I feel like, you know, it's just one of the things that just comes with the territory and you have to just have trust in your partner. And, um, which is kind of tough because me being a man, I really don't trust men because I know I'm a man and I know how we think. And I know like, and, and I'm, I'm generalizing now, but I know how men think. And I know, um, no man is going to be your friend. He's going to have some kind of like, you know, you know, ulterior motive, but I, I put, you know, faith in, you know, my girl to be able to decipher that and, and know how to like, you know, cut that situation off but then again you know your girlfriend is her own entity I don't have any governance over her I can't tell her what to do I could suggest you know or say that guy's bad news but ultimately she's going to make the decision whether she wants to hang with them or not you know and um yeah so personally yeah I feel like the whole thing with, with like you know men just saying oh no I was just a friend in the past and you know your friends own me and we're just going to remain friends I don't I don't buy it I think they're still trying to like be in her ear, like, yeah, I saw Bo, he was dancing with some girl, girl. like, you know, I don't, he's no good for you, you know, they're gonna be dry macking in your girl's ear. And personally, like, I think you have to just weather those kind of storms, you know, you and your partner have to be confident enough that y'all know it's gonna work or y'all love each other that much that, you know, any friend zone person from the past was gonna pop up, y'all gonna just, you know, get past that, just either block them like y'all said or or kind of <laughs> let them down you know but yeah I mean I feel like it just comes with the territory but um it doesn't have to you know shake things up or, or break things up mm-hmm. yeah. I, I appreciate that honestly because that sounds realistic to me but I I like the viewpoint of like at the end of the day if you're going to be with someone then you just need to you have to have that trust because otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. but the reality that you know, for some men, it is just in the back of their head and that's just, it comes with the territory. So I appreciate that. And I think the question that you really have to ask yourself, I think somebody brought this up before is why am I keeping this person around? Mm. Why are they still my so-called friend? Like we talked about that in the Teddy's the Toto episode. Yes. Yeah. Like why, why do you still, why are they here? Why are you hanging on to X, Y, Is it a true friendship, like, you know? Or do you still think, like, how I think somebody else said that there's something's going to happen, maybe right. in, in, like, a few months, we're going to get back together or whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Um, I'm seeing a theme here, and it feels like it has to do with, like, the timing of these platonic friendships. And so we were talking about, like, middle school, high school, college, you meet somebody, we can maintain that friendship. Maybe somebody developed feelings at one point, but it never went beyond that. It was fine. 
-hmm. So like post 25, are these still actually platonic friendships or is it um, like, you know why this guy is here. You know why this girl is calling you. Mm-hmm. Because and I you gonna answer the phone around after a certain age, it's not platonic anymore. You know, you know why this person is hitting you up. There's things so, that you tell yourself in your head, and then there's things that the reality, <laughs> like, reality yeah. Right. So and that's, like, and that's why. Sorry, go ahead, Chrissy. I interrupted you. Oh no, I was gonna bring up um, what Lana mentioned, like meeting those friends and feeling a vibe, because like Bo said. He's a guy, you know how, you know, he knows how he thinks or how guys around him thinks. Like same thing, we're women. We've been around various women and we know how various women think. And so we may pick up on things that men don't. You know, our significant other is not picking up on. So like, I, I don't know if it helped or hindered, I mean, but like I would pick up on things and I'd be like, yo, I mean, like, just Get your girl. Eye, keep an eye out on that one, you know? You got to know. So, like, it's, yeah. I don't know, you know, what he, he can explain what he does with that information. It's, it's but definitely, definitely things women do that men mm-hmm. don't notice that women do. Like, women who are a little too touchy-feely, a little too... That joke was close. not funny. What the joke wasn't funny. <laughs> they paying too much attention to your conversation when you was talking to me. They ask like you, you talking across the table to him, and why are you why are you overhearing our conversation? Okay, it's the touching too. Like I've known like girls who are like always rubbing your arm and shit. Like like why are you okay. touching him so much? Right. What are you doing? Or the acknowledge like the respectful acknowledgments. Like yes, I'm friends with your husband, but I'm gonna acknowledge you as his significant other. So I'm also going to, you know, acknowledge you when you come in a room and stuff like that. And right. so when stuff like that doesn't happen too, and I pick up on it, I'm like, it's like, hey, so you don't, don't, don't walk past me to get to him. You don't see me? Oh. <laughs> don't walk, walk past me. me to get to I, I want to say that, say yeah, uh, Christina saying those things actually made me realize like a lot of everything you guys are saying you didn't notice she was saying she said it to me. I wouldn't even see it. You and, like, huh? and then she started mentioning, I'm like, wait a minute. What the? And so oh. part part of my growth has been her pointing stuff out. Be like, hey, you see this? Hey, do you see that? And I'm like, oh, not okay. okay. Yeah, I, not I get okay. the moves. I get the moves. Now yeah. I know what's Women happening. are slick. Women are slick. I can Very slick. That was I can one of someone sense throws. I, I agree with that. As a whole, sometimes I do say men are dumb. Like we are dumb. Like we do. We you say said it, dumb. not us. I, I admit it. Like, there are things that I've done and I've seen my friends do. I'm like, yo, like, that was stupid. Like, you didn't see that coming. And it's happened to me, too, when girls, like, my female friends will tell me, like, Aaron, she was, like, shooting her shot at you and you missed it. I was like, well, she need to be a little more direct then because I, <laughs> like, I missed the whole signal that she actually was low-key throwing it at me and I completely missed and fumbled. We're not mind. direct. Yeah, like... There's supposed problem. to be a finesse to it. A yeah, finesse. but usually direct with us it works... A million times better 99.9 percent of the time so yeah. that but. just seems so uncouth <laughs> yeah. but see this is this is why i said john can't have friends and i'm <laughs> because the ladies here know john john is quiet he is like a if he's out at a bar he's not going to speak to people he doesn't know unless 
you know, you are pursuing actively talking to this man. So again, sir, like he has the same friends from high school. So why are you all of a sudden making new friends? It's not that he can't have friends. It's just that that's his personality type. So for something else to occur, it would just, I would need to know like, in what you capacity could you have possibly make a new friend when you haven't made new friends in 15 years, sir? Like, where is she coming from? And I think it's still, I'm still a firm believer in if you have a serious relationship, not a, like, like girlfriend or boyfriend, if you have a serious relationship, you guys have to invest time in letting your partner get to know your friends. Cause I had a friend who was uncomfortable with how many, you know, trips her partner was taking with his guy friends. And I'm like, well, if you're uncomfortable, you must not know them. And she's like, well, now that you mention it, I don't really know them. I know of them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's why you're uncomfortable because I know John. Yes. I know John's friends. They're like brothers to me. If one of his friends came over at 1130 PM and was like, bro, I had a rough day. Come to the bar with me right now. I wouldn't be like, what trouble are y'all getting into? <laughs> I'm like, I'll put a pizza in the oven for you. Okay. <laughs> when you get home, you know, because I trust these guys. So I think it goes back to trust, but also just knowing your partner. Right, right. That's fair. Yeah. I totally agree. That move of knowing the friends, it solidifies the relationship even more, right? It's like uh, all my friends have known Christina for like years, okay? Like all of them, every single one, you know? And so at, at points of my life, when people could not get in touch with me, back in my broke days when my phone get cut off, they would call Christina, you know? They would call Christina and be like, hey, where is this guy? You know what I'm saying? And they would find me. So I, I agree. It's definitely like, it's it's uh, it's joining more than just um, the person to person. It's like my entire life, it's joining with you. Like, you know all these people now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question, um, and this is for Alex. Before you ask your question, I'm sorry. I have host privileges today. I think Paige wants to say something. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. Okay, okay, go, Alex. She's been trying to say something for like the last. I'm two. sorry. Well, this question actually is a little bit directed to Paige because I know I think she's in this particular situation, um, but it's for women who have guy best friends. So I have guy friends, but I don't have guy best friends. And so I know that when it's your best friend, it tends to be a different situation. And so I wonder how does that influence with you being in a relationship when you, and I don't, I, I know your guy best friends and I don't know that, like, I don't know that they're around all the time, but in, in, even in everyone else's opinion, when you have a woman who's like best friend, the guy, the person they're with all the time is a male. How does that influence in the relationship? Um, so it's, I guess to clarify, I'm not with these guys all the time because we don't live local to each other, but, um, my boyfriend does know about them and it has come up like, oh, I would like to meet these people. I would like to know who's in your life, but it also comes down to a level of respect. Um, so it's the same thing. Like I'm not talking to these my male friends at 11 p.m. I'm not spending the night at their houses randomly and doing all these things that I might do with you guys, you know? Yeah, yeah that was my question. I have a male best friend. Yeah. But he doesn't want me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, 
he do like, you think do y'all think that your friendships whether male or female slightly change once you become in a relationship and or married i think you should answer that yeah i'm about to say oh yeah no i'm i'm asking the general public i mean i'm gonna follow up with my oh, i mean i'm single so i don't know it, but I'm <laughs> Have y'all ever been in a situation where, whether you're single right now or not, like, have you ever been in a relationship and you notice that you aren't active on the group chat as much? That, that is- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or you don't hang out with your feet. Like, okay, it's not a pandemic and you and your girls used to go out every weekend, but now you with your man. So you're not going out every weekend. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fair relationship change, whether it's um, my female girlfriends or whether I have a male friend or not. Like that's a fair I question. feel like it does, but I'm asking everybody. As else. a single person, I wondered if that's the thing that I just expect when my friends get into relationships or when they get married. That's something that I just come to assume is going to happen. And so I just kind of go with it because that's mm-hmm. what I assume happens. Mm-hmm. You have a different priority right now and a different lifestyle. But you're talking mm-hmm. about a male and a female friendship, right? I'm talking about your friendship in general. So like if if that happens and it's just your female friends, like you don't have male friends, right? right? And I'm talking to the female. So you don't have male friends and your female friends, you now get in a relationship. And for the example, like I said, you go out every weekend with them, but now you're no longer going out every weekend with them. To me, and I'm, I'm just speaking for me, like I feel like your relationships change when you get in that relationship because you now spend more time with your significant other. You know what I mean? Like I'm, over your friend but i just don't go to sunday brunch every sunday i was just trying to make the connection between platonic i thought you were going somewhere else with your question but i can say this when i get into a relationship all of those other say i'll date all of those other people that i've been dating i go completely cold over some people will continue to talk to them while they're in a serious relationship or trying to be in a serious relationship, I'll go, I completely cut everybody off. Like with mm-hmm. four or five people that I was talking to. Yeah. Trying to get to know. But I know some people will keep that going while they got something else going on. But as far as like my friends and your dating, yeah, it changes. It changes. And I get I get why you're asking that, Alana, because the theme is kind of like a competition in time right because time is finite and if you're going to add another relationship it does maybe take away some time from other relationships that you have but I would say that that is also age dependent because when I was younger I spent more time with my friends in general and so it's just like if my friend gets a boyfriend at age 30 and she disappears I feel like the reaction is like, yay, woo, girl, go get your man. If that happened when we were younger, it's kind of more like our life was more centered around socializing. So it maybe felt like something different, but I think it part of that is age dependent. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that impact to your social life is bigger when you're younger, but the older you get, the less social life you have the more your friends are rooting for you, I think it becomes less of a big deal. Personally. The, the change is inevitable because it's a priority shift. It's a major priority mm-hmm. shift. You know? mm-hmm. But I just feel like it depends on how severe you're going to go with this priority shift. If you like 
cut off like genuine like day one friends i think that's when it's kind of problematic because it's just like i don't think there's like a uh everything or nothing like you have to oh am i still there yeah, yeah. You okay okay one way yeah i don't think it has to be like cold turkey unless it was um something that like people you were kind of flirting with or just like playing the field with before you got into a serious commitment yeah those ones you maybe want to cut that out but um like actual friends who've been there for you and you know are just like your homies to cut them off i think that'd be kind of kind of mean you know yeah no i'm I'm definitely not saying you know cut nobody off that's your friend yeah. i'm just saying like does that relationship kind of shift because now all the time that you would have been spending on the phone with your girls or, or on the phone with your boy. Well, y'all probably not talking on the phone, but like, you know, hanging out with them. Hey, you talk on the phone, yeah. <laughs> but none of y'all, none of us really even live by each other. So it's just like. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just, I mean, I'm just talking but about. But there's, there's other groups of friends who be in the same state. You know, we're not as fortunate, yeah. but it's only what, three of us in the same state. In my group of friends, um, it has, the we give each other the space to do that so like one of my friends um married has two kids now like we know he's not gonna show up to everything we're right. doing we mm-hmm. just know because every time we even get on house party or something he's chilling with the baby you know what i'm saying and so we know like you know you're dead now you know you got two how's right. the baby we give each other space to be what we are becoming you know uh i'm not gonna show up to everything now if you want me to go do something i'm like hold up i gotta talk to christina we'll see you feel me that's we give each other space for that so i'm i'm actually happy at that aspect of my friendships that we we do that it's the health one of the healthiest things we have as as a friendship yeah i I can say as a very single person um if i decide to settle down that I know which there's different segmentations of platonicism of people in your life. So, you know, who's platonic on the sense of, you know, these y'all had something going on in the past, but yet you're literally just friends. Now Mm -hmm. you got the ones that's like, nothing ever happened. We're going to be cool forever. And you know, out of respect and usually the kind of, and if you know that person well enough, they know that they respect you enough. You're you, you won't get a late night text, even just to catch up or a random late night call out of respect was knowing the situation has changed, but you know that if you were in an emergency, you right. can still call me though. Mm-hmm. Even though we had something emotional in the past, but as friends, you can still call me in a legit emergency, business ideas, business plans, you need help networking, you name it. I should still be able to be a friend in that capacity, but you know, you're not doing the random 1 a.m. FaceTime catch-up call in the middle of the night. Like that'll never happen. Right. So I think, I think it's the understanding of who's going to be kind of pressed down a little bit for priority, but you know, they can still call you as a friend. Right, right. So going with this theme kind of, and um, let me give you guys a scenario. You enter into a new relationship and I was tight with this platonic guy, right? Um, And so now my new partner gives me kind of this ultimatum, like your friend, your platonic friend or me. Do you make that decision? Is there a reason why I'm getting an ultimatum? Like, did he see something? Yeah, yeah because, because- Oh, okay, that's what I'm saying. Or was it just that out of the blue thing? Well, it for some people, it could be out of the blue, right? Because we already said there are some people that feel like your boyfriend, your girlfriend shouldn't have friends of the opposite sex. Or it could be a situation where it's like, okay, I see this. You told me this guy was just a friend, but 
I'm it's getting that vibe. And he's okay. calling your phone. Okay. Your phone. okay. So in that case, yes. I'm thinking you meant who, like. Who do you, you cut off though? The boyfriend or the friend? If he, if my boyfriend feels like he's getting these vibes from the guy friend and the guy friend is calling me at absurd hours and he's displaying all those characteristics that we have described that are not appropriate or respectful, then the guy friend has to go. Or may, or, you know, maybe you have a conversation with him like, hey, I'm in a relationship now. The things that maybe you did before are not really appropriate right now. So you can't be calling me this late. You can't be doing these. And if you feel like the behavior doesn't change, then yes. I think that guy friend is gonna have to go. Mm. Aaron, how, how new is this relationship? It wasn't provoked. <laughs> yeah. What'd you what you said? It wasn't provoked. Christy said how how long how um how, how new long? is this relationship? Right. Um, let's say it's within the first six months. Mm. Alana. <laughs> <laughs> You coming in the door with demands, like, <laughs> damn, do you at least pay myself? Hello, hello. I don't like the word ultimatum. I don't like ultimatum. I don't like ultimatums either. So that's why I'm saying, like, what is the reasoning you Maybe we can set some boundaries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some that boundaries would be a conversation we'd have to have. Yeah. It wouldn't just be a cut and dry, black and white, you know what I mean? Like, you're cut off. No. Starting Let's with talk about discussion. What don't you <laughs> so, like about it? What, what have right. you seen? Right. Why do you feel this way? Yes. That's why I asked the newness because if it's somebody you've been friends with for like 10 years and it's somebody new, six months comes in, maybe not even really observing you guys yet as to how your relationship goes. It's like, I've known you for 10 minutes. I've known this person for 10 years and you want me to cut them off with no explanation or anything like that, then... You know that sound real controlling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, person, mm. therapy, that person's got some kind of trauma that they. Yeah. Yeah. Insecurity. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, if I was in that scenario and say my girlfriend was like, "Yo, cut her off," I'd probably drop my girlfriend. I'm like, "Yo, you crazy?" Like I'm not. Even <laughs> like, like, like at this point, we're too grown. Like the self awareness at past a certain right. age, you gotta already know. Like you either know yourself and trust yourself, or the person you're with and y'all's communication level. Like mm-hmm. ultimatums past a certain age, like nah, like that's that young dumb shit. Like that's that yeah. 22, 23 hormones still going crazy all over the place. Try to tell comes up at, at 31. No, like goodbye. Yeah. Like there's something yeah. wrong with you. And I'm not even gonna go that far out anymore. God's plan. He showed me the light early enough. Talkspace.com. I was gonna say, I'll refer you to Talkspace. That's we don't have a code yet, but Talkspace is there. I've always been weary of those people that um are very that don't believe platonic friendships can be real because for me it's just like do you lack self-control or but some people do because that sounds like a a, an internal thing that you're portraying on me because you can't have platonic relationships you feel like nobody else can yeah that's not like may i shed some light on that huh yeah may i shed some light on that Mm-hmm. So recently, like I haven't had a girlfriend since 2010, but recently I just got in a relationship um, with this girl. We dated for like three months, and it ended like last Friday. Oh, um, just my best you. my best friend is my is my older sister, mm-hmm. um, and we've been best friends for a minute. Everyone who knows me knows this, mm-hmm. and my sister, you know, we're just cool. Like she she, we have all the same interests. You know, she's funny, she she's very girly, but she knows how to joke like dudes. Like if someone like eating a hot dog like she will say pause or like you know stuff like that like she's she's silly like that so 
we vibe very well. I started dating this girl and she kind of told me that she has like um like family like trauma. Like she was ambiguous, she really wouldn't get into detail, but she kind of alluded to like sexual stuff with her family and like just abuse, even abuse with boyfriends and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, we'll we'll figure this out. So at some point, I, I'm just being an open book, telling her about my family. I'm cool with my sister. And and then, like, she waits to, like, I think the next day or, and is like, I was triggered by something I want to talk to you about. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, you and your sister um, being um, best friends, that's inappropriate. And I was like, huh? How so? And she's like, I feel like because I went through abuse, I know what abuse looks like, and you've been through abuse. And what you and your sister are doing is called trauma bonding. And y'all, y'all are friends because of trauma, not because it's a genuine friendship and it's inappropriate that you be this close with your sister and y'all can make like certain types of jokes that are borderline sexual. And I was like, what? I'm like, so I hang, I said, my brother and I are close and we make sexual jokes and we're friends. Is that okay? She's like, yeah. I'm like, but it's not okay with my sister. And she's like, no. And then she she gave me an ultimatum and was like, well, I can't really see myself being with you if you're best friends with your sister. And I was like, well, you're cool, but I'm going to choose my sister. And <laughs> That's then, um, project. I, yeah, everyone. And then, she's projecting her trauma onto you. It was, it was wild. Like, And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, I went through some things. We ended up getting back together because she like, apologized with this long text about Maybe your sister and I could be friends someday. You know, it's, it's, uh, forgive me for what I said the other day. So I reluctantly was like, okay, let's, let's try this again. And it just, it, it got crazy. But, um, but yeah. That, I just, I just want to say to everyone that when I heard this story, <laughs> the, the amount of delayed heart attack I got <laughs> I, for my boy here, I was like, leave. <laughs> hey now. look at me look at me end it now <laughs> i was oh i was Some so just don't sit right yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh i was so scared that, that was a digital red flag that wasn't going nowhere yeah. that was, yeah. that's, a, that's a serious problem i mean a lot of people got traumas at different levels but that, yeah. that's a serious day yeah she she been through some things like and i think i had like a savior complex a little bit like i didn't want to give up on her but I knew I knew she, it was no good for like we were no good for each other like yeah. even though sometimes like I I didn't I don't necessarily think I was like I was really trying to walk on eggshells and like I never been so careful with someone in my life and I said sorry like 10 times in a day like I was like this soft dude that I'm not you know and I don't mind having a soft side but I was like very like super fragile and like compassionate you know mm-hmm. so I just I didn't I feel like I was being like a shell of myself and then to the point that family was off limits we couldn't talk about family and I'm a very family oriented person so I'm like you're only getting like a fraction of me you're not even seeing who I really am you know because Mm -hmm. of your trauma you don't want me to mention family but then she'll go mention family sometimes but I'm not petty so I won't be like "Uh -uh uh-uh that's family you mentioned I just let her roll with it so I was thinking okay maybe maybe we're growing a little bit maybe I can ease in and mention a little bit of family so to the point I started saying like ambiguous words like they or we just because I didn't want to put specific names out there 
And then she started getting mad about that. I was like, I feel like you're hiding something. Who's they? No. Who's we? No. And no. I was like, no. I said, oh, I'm God. protecting Guys, you. I don't want the to heart attack. The heart <laughs> attack like, I got. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, no. All I want to say is, and this is for y'all, this is for the masses. You feel me? When you know better, you do better. Mm. We are not the savior complex that some people have. Mm -hmm. Like when you see those red flags, they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Do not ignore them because if you ignore them and continue to ignore them and y'all like blossom into a relationship, blossom into marriage, you know what I mean? Like, that shit's still going to be there. The, yeah. the red flags don't just go away because you chose mm -hmm. to ignore them. So the th same thing that you're doing right now, whether it's always apologizing, walking on eggshells, um, or you know what I mean? Like whatever it may be in that relationship, you see red flags in your significant other that you don't know if you could raise kids with them, but you have ultimately want kids. Or you don't know if you can be married to this person, but you ultimately want to be married. Like that shit does not go away. So if yeah. you see them and they're bright as day, take heed and walk away. You know what I mean? Yeah. If y'all can't figure it out and if y'all can't work it out, like yeah. walk away because I know people who are in relationships or have gone on to be married and either the male or the female saw red flags when they were in that dating stage. And now they're sitting there reflecting with themselves like, damn, like, do I need to get a divorce because I can no longer deal with X, Y, Z where mm -hmm. they've shown you your their true colors from get-go you know what i mean like that didn't change that didn't just happen that's always mm -hmm. been around so yeah. you need to recognize in yourself like can i put up with this can i deal with this is this a deal breaker for me like recognize your deal breakers mm -hmm. and be okay walking away from yeah. just because you know what i mean like yeah. it was a bit of an ego thing for me too i think i wanted to prove that like I could love away someone's trauma or love away someone's Ooh. pain. Like I really wanted to be that for her. And that's also not just, your ministry. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. I, I know now. That's no one's ministry. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. therapy's for. Exactly. Oh. Listen to them, Bo. No, no. Therapy. I went through the fire and I and I and I came out alive. So I'm not trying to go back in there. So um, as long as you learned your lesson, long as you learn. All right. So do we, does anybody want to say any last thing about being in a platonic relationship? Nope. Okay. And so I think one thing that we learned is you can have a platonic relationship. Just make sure you set boundaries, check the people at the door and just be open and honest with whatever you bring to the table. And once again, it's been another great episode of It's a Debate. We want to give a huge shout out to our special guest today. Thank you for Yes. And um, make sure you go follow us on Instagram again. I'm going to drop our, our info again. Follow us on Instagram at It's a Debate Podcast. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. That's it, folks. One more thing, real quick. Sorry, Lindsay. For the gentlemen that are on here, because I know you have you all's things. Um, if you want to shout out your Instagram, your business, or anything, real quick, um, to let the people know where to find you, go ahead and do that. Aaron, you can start. So, so as my name is Aaron, but my author name is Ariston Taleo. Uh, I have a book that's self-published on Amazon called "She Can't Handle the Truth, But It's All I Can Give." Um, the book highlights 27 questions that women had about men, why we do or say certain things in different situations. 
I answer the questions using what I call non-emotional logical reasoning um, without any uh, without any indication of social norms or emotion-based answers, uh, make things very black and white. And it doesn't justify why men do or say things, but it explains why. So I want to make sure that's clear because I know some people read the title and think I'm out here telling women how how, how to act about well. men. That's not what that's I. That's Steve Harvey. Not being Steve Harvey. <laughs> Jackson. Uh, so I definitely just explain it. Um, and uh, if you look online, there's 44 reviews right now on Amazon. They're mostly all great. So um, you know, do your little research, review, and uh, and my Instagram is at Ariston Dot Taleo. will be in the bio. Dot T E L E O. Appreciate that. So. Well, you want to tell the people in about anything? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just give my Instagram if that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, ooh which is o o a h, x, then the word clothing, x. Link will be in the bio. Ooh x. Oh. Yeah, I keep freezing. I, is it my, it's okay. Is it my internet trash? We're gonna link you in the bio. We got Metro <laughs> PCS. It's okay. We don't link you in the bio. I got um, so is that a clothing brand? Xfinity, man. <laughs> is it a clothing brand, Balaji? Yeah, I use. It's like defunct now, but I, I had it uh, running for a bit. But um, okay. I just still use that handle. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we will link you in Muhammad. What you got? So we. Hey. So uh, I um, have a single that's out. It's called "There It Is." There it uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 artist's name is Dion. My first three letter Dion. Dion. There it is. It's on YouTube. Um, it's on all the platforms. Listen to it. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it. If you don't, it's okay. <laughs> that is um you can follow me on uh most social media at dion prime d-i-o-m uh prime like optimus prime and that's it uh what you wearing oh <laughs> get them christy oh, help them out christy help them out. out okay so so <laughs> my brother here bo we went to vcu together in richmond and over there, we were both into arts, making stuff that was an African fashion show. I started a brand there. He started his brand. And I kind of like left my brand just hanging. Like, I'm going to get back to it. It's just right now, if you order, you'll still get your stuff. I was just, I'm not promoting. I'm not promoting it. So we're going to promote you. The brand is called AFR Lives. It's on all social media as AFR Lives. The tank I'm wearing is currently one of the the ones that i did for that brand um and christina has worn some of the stuff there before also yeah. on this podcast it's contemporary african um like design so basically modernizing african culture um well just youth african culture you know it's like graphic tees but if graphic tees were made by West Africans, what would they look like? And not like? appropriating. Right. What, what would, well, you know, we can, y'all can talk about appropriating. We can have an episode oh, about appropriating. Not right now. Be a long episode. <laughs> not right now. But, but yeah, so that that's what it's about. And I, I make it so I can bridge, bridge the gap between African-Americans and uh, Africans. You know, I, I make it so that African-Americans can wear it and and have something in common with Africans, you know? So hopefully that's that. AFR lives, 
everywhere. The website is afr-lives.com. It's on Etsy. It's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I will put all of that in the descriptions for the people. I forgot we have another special guest on who's done such an amazing job. Yes. Shout out Glow. <laughs> And Bobby for staying with us. I got nervous when you said you might have to leave. We made it. But by the grace of God. Thank you, Lo. Well, you want to make a shout out? Yeah. Perfect. You smile enough, so that's good. All right. That's it, Lindsay.